Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. Hi, I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is the S&P 500 CAPE Ratio 2020 versus 2019. One of the things that market analysts love to do is compare recent market action with some other prior historical era, then make the declaration, the market today is just like blank. Recall a few years ago, we were seeing 1987 parallels everywhere. More recently, parallels to the 1929 market were popping up on Twitter and social media. These parallels can be based on an absolute price, a chart pattern, the number of consecutive up or down days, valuations, depending on whether they're based on PE or price to sales or price to book, it doesn't matter. A number of up or down one or 2% days in a given period, whatever it is, they always seem to come filled with undeserved confidence, whether they're in bullish or bearish guises. You probably have been seeing a lot of these over the past few years, even more lately. I notice a few commonalities to many of these. They tend to focus on a single variable. They oversimplify the complexities of markets or the economy. And usually, they are fighting against the dominant market trend. More recently, I've been seeing a variation of this phenomena using Schiller's cyclically adjusted P.E. ratio. For a long time, I've been unconvinced that the CAPE ratio is a significant indicator for making buy-or-sell decisions. It more likely provides you with a range of future return expectations, but I still remain both unconvinced and curious about CAPE. So when I read this balanced intelligent analysis from Jim Reed of Deutsche Bank, I took notice. It looks at both the recent record highs in the CAPE the most since 1929, only exceeded by the 2000.com peak, and why they may not mean what some claim this extreme mark suggests. And let me quote Jim's note. He wrote, quote, one chart that I've used in various forms ever since I read Irrational Exuberance by Robert Schiller back in March 2000 is the S&P 500 CAPE ratio. This is the cyclically adjusted PE looking at 10 years of earnings and not the current quarter. The chart is irregular in my book, and with December 1st close, this CAPE ratio has now climbed to its highest ever level outside of the 2000 bubble period. Indeed, with that, we have gone above the level seen on the eve of the 1929 stock market crash and the recent peak in January 2018. There are a total of 1,679 monthly observations going back to 1881, and the CAPE was higher than current for only 38 months between early 98 and early 2001. Outside of this, it's never been higher than where it is today. The CAPE ratio is not perfect for many reasons, and note only for 10 months have we not been above the long-term average of 17 since early 1991. And that was only during the great financial crisis. So if this ratio does mean revert, which it probably will, it can take a lifetime of investing and structural shifts to do so in both directions. 
the most used justification for current structural higher CAPE than long-term averages is the four-decade decline in yields to what are now close to all-time multi-century lows. So there is a clear reason why these numbers are elevated. However, how elevated they should be is a bigger discussion, especially as we've now gone past September 1929 peak levels, and we currently have the largest stocks influencing the index in a way they probably never have before. I personally think the path of those 10 mega cap stocks, which have further benefited from the pandemic, could be the most interesting thing to watch in 2021. End quote. So I like Jim's framework of pointing out a metric, noting it's at an extreme, and calmly explaining why it's not a hair on fire moment, and why it should also engender a bigger discussion. Some of my own related thoughts and conclusions about this. One, stocks are not cheap. Two, that doesn't mean they won't run further. Three, numerous data points are at levels today that are not remotely parallel to 1929. Four, a federal stimulus would be positive for the economy. Five, COVID vaccine distribution suggests that the economy will begin to normalize two or three quarters from now. Number six, much of the stimulus of bullet points four and five could already be priced into markets. Seven, rates are so low, there is not much in the way of alternatives. Eight, the market crash was a great reset and should start off the next leg of the secular bull market that began in 2013. Take that as you will, your mileage may vary. For more of my insights, visit The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today.